has nothing to do with them trying to sexualize the anime characters. Not no. the slightest. Not the slightest. Welcome to the Normal Nerds Podcast. It's time for our anime review part one of the week. I'm your host, Maxwell Sarisu. And I'm your host, who has a little bit of information overload, Davis Bates. We're going to start out with the anime we're going to be talking about first all season long, My Hero Academia, episode three. Davis, start out. All righty. Yeah, another great episode from My Hero. I'm very happy the way the season is going. It's so much better than the last arc of last season with Gentle Criminal. Terrible man. Anyways, so this episode really just starts out continuation of last episode we're sort of talking about the power of one for all and the vision that deku has where he gets to see all the users very excellent stuff he talks to all might about it and i'm just quickly going through this because all might tells him that he's experienced these things the the vestiges of power before how they're all working to get how they're i they're pretty much memories or ideas or images of this like desire to work towards a goal of protecting everyone. Uh, that's what his master quickly explains. I want to stop there and talk though. Like I really love seeing past all might. And we got a quick little bit of that. I know he has multiple different like ages of costumes and I haven't, I have to go back and listen to Deku explain what age costume he was in, but I love seeing him in that like black and red buffed out looking suit with the Cape. I thought that's who was sick. I love seeing, you know, like you just said, like his different costumes throughout the years and everything like that. I think that outfit was really cool looking. Also, they do such a good job, like drawing him at different ages. You know, he definitely really does look, he looks so much younger and different, even more so than the, from the movie that we saw, or we saw a bit of his past. I think that the way they're animating him and his mentor are, is really awesome, and I really hope this season is like an all might past sort of season with like images of his mentor and everything because she seems cool as all get out. And I'm dying to know what her quirk is already because it is probably super cool. I think it'd be cool too to see how she dies, yeah, that too, yes, and everything <laughs> that'd be really cool to see. I'd love to that's see gang fight background of history. Also, just because last episode we talked about how. When he looks at all the past, yeah, one for alls and everything like that, how we thought the gold one looked the coolest. I'm pretty sure that's All Might because Deku explains, you know, that the two farther ones are can't really make out who they are or whatnot, and that All Might's image was all messed up too, which that is the only one that has another messed up image. So we said we wanted to see that one, how cool it was in the last episode, which uh, <laughs> we weren't wrong. We weren't wrong. It's super cool. <laughs> all uh, Might's cool. I, yeah. If that's, and if that's All Might, awesome. I don't know why he's out of order. Like, unless I'm like assuming that all of them are in order, he like seems very out of order. They could also just not be in order at all. And I'm just guessing. <laughs> Cause I have, I, I literally, after, after All Might's master, I have no idea what the order is. So, cause he was like, oh, he was like near the end, but it could just be because he's newer. So, I like. I did like that a lot. I think that was cool. They explained that. There's, maybe there's something you know special about All Might in the way he's gone out, which is odd because he's just passing the quirk on. But maybe mm-hmm. there's something different. I don't know because I want to know what happened to the last two. Those yeah. two at the end that are totally out of focus, totally shaded are, and gone. Yeah, I'm yeah. dying to know about them. It can't be. I thought it was maybe that they died, but 
his master is in total drawn form. You can see her. Yeah, so she's fine, it can't be so. that. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm actually, I'm really excited to know about this. It could be the way that All Might did pass on this quirk and the way he used it could have been different. We know that Deku is special now because he explained his old vision to All Might and All Might, and like he explained how he actually talked to the original user and All Might said, I've never experienced that. As far as I know, no one else has experienced that. It's a new and unique case. Maybe the, um, the one for all quirk is just evolve is like has been evolving as it stockpiles the energy. And this is just the new level that it's hit. And maybe it was at a different level with all might. And that's why his image is all weird. Who knows? We know. literally have no idea. We're just no. guessing as we go, but we'll I, I love all the theories that are, that we have right now. It's great. All right. One thing I would say is, I mean, Deku becomes the greatest hero of all time. So. He does. This is, everyone does forget that it, this is the story of him telling us how he becomes the greatest hero of all time. Which is and awesome. yeah, which is awesome. I do love hearing older Deku talk whenever he needs to narrate something. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That scene was great. I that's what I like about the season so far is they are doing some serious stuff mixed in with some not yeah. so serious stuff. But you know, then it jumps to class one B versus one A, which uh, we all knew <laughs> coming into season we were going to get. And mm-hmm. of course, of course, you know they're all together and they're talking about their winter outfits. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. They're talking about their winter outfits. Everyone seems to have some pretty sensible gear. Some people have stayed the same. Except for Yayarozu, whose quirk is creation. And she does need to have access to her skin to use. So she's always been, you know, portrayed with very revealing outfit, we'll say. But her idea of of winter gear and the creator's idea of winter gear is a thin cape that just goes over her one piece outfit that she wears that still exposes all the skin possible i don't know if winter works differently in japan or something but if i walked outside wearing that i'm gonna freeze every body part off so not really effective winter clothing has nothing to do with them trying to sexualize the anime character not the slightest not the slightest whatever freshman in high school no no no, of course not no no i do love that scene though because they're going over they're different outfits, and Bakugou there was like, when he, Deku's like, oh, you got a new outfit? He's like, are you crapping on my outfit? And he's like, no, I think it's really cool, because it, it allows you to use, like, your your sweat and all this stuff. He's like, don't praise my outfit! And I'm like, this is... It, I love how he calls uh, Deku a nerd, though, because Deku is such a nerd. Oh, he's a giant nerd. He whipped he whipped out his fucking notebook, his little notebook again, right? And yeah. the, I loved how Uraraka, too, asked, where were you keeping that? Yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, that's great. I also love how they're like, Deku, your outfits change the most. I'm like, has it? He did. No, he got, got some sleeves. He's got better sleeves and gloves. That's about it. He's still wearing. He still has the stupid fucking bunny ear mask. Oh, We're rid of that I, already. I did like the little cutscene of Uraka there. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm always down with the low key relationships, and I'm like, I know you are. I know you are. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah. First of all, if any boy in the world had the bod that Deku had in high school. That kid's picking up every chick. Oh, every that single one. That ripped one. out of his mind. Oh my god, yeah. The kid's an absolute unit. Yeah, <laughs> They're just like, unit. yeah. Let's yeah. talk about this stupid kid from 1B for a second. Oh, oh I can't so wait annoying. for him to get his ass fucking wrecked. Oh. Yeah, so we have this. We have, he makes a reappearance. Nito Monoma. Probably saying that wrong. Sorry. Anyways, he is the loudmouth, annoying kid, pretty much the spokesman for Class 1B. 
comes in wearing his super human superhero outfit, just starts yelling at the class. I don't know. I enjoyed everyone just like, oh god, it's this kid. And then as he's like gets louder and louder and louder, his friend uh Itsuka Kendo, the girl who can make her hands like super fucking big, is about to come over and beat the shit out of him like she usually does. And then just Aizawa whips out his uh his bands and just like starts choking him. It's like, shut up. You're so loud. It's so early in the morning. I know. I love it. I love I love too how first of all his costume is terrible it's pretty much like a suit with like a tie undone oh i i like his outfit actually what <laughs> i think it looks cool i don't think it looks cool at all maybe it's just him that's ruining it for me that could be probably probably i mean but, it's only the dumbest outfit we've seen like best genus or yeah there is a lot there's a lot of dumb outfit. but the fact i love the scene when he pulls out the pole from the festival about oh my god who like better. His, his super serious he's like our super well dramatic play or your dumb concert and it's just like this little loosely piece of paper <laughs> with like then he draw out like drum crayon and shit yeah, it's like i was like this kid is the worst like he, he is, is the worst the worst uh but the creators did it i uh, credit to them they're just like yeah we're gonna make this kid super annoying but kind of funny too oh he's funny he's oh funny. it's hilarious every time he's on yeah, screen yeah. i love him I love, I hate him, but I love him. I love to hate him. That's what I want to say. How about that? Yeah, you love so yeah, yeah you they love do their him. whole spiel and the classes, you know, meet up and they're all rivals, blah, blah blah blah. And then we get a return of a fan favorite character, I believe, actually, Hitoshi Shinzo, the boy from the sports festival that fought Deku with his mind control ability, where if you respond to him, he can control you. He comes up and gives this whole big speech of, I'm not here to make friends and blah, blah, blah. Kid, you're in high school. Chill out. You are definitely yeah. there to make friends. You just yeah. want to get into the hero course. You're going to literally work on a team with these people. Friendship is your goal. <laughs> like, I, I, I hate it when he said that. At first, I was liking the speech. I was like, I'm not strong enough and you'll have to teach me. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, this is cool. And then he pulled the classic, like, I'm not here to make friends. There's no one I hate more in workspaces. Like when you go to an office or any job you ever have and they're like, someone's like, I'm here. I'm not here to make friends. I'm like, oh, cool, douchebag. I didn't come here to make friends either. I came here to make money. But you know what's nice? Making friends makes everything easier. Now, it's yeah. his level is 10 times more, as you said. It's like, <laughs> yeah. You kind of want to be friends with these people since I don't yeah. know, you're, you're fighting villains with them. Yeah, it's kind of, they're kind of be your, they're going to be your, light, your teammates for life if you manage to, you know, graduate and shit without dying. So... Eh, probably don't start out with that. And the, uh, both classes' reactions were like, "He's so determined. He's he is so determined to be a hero. We should respect this." Like, eh, eh, eh. it was a good speech, minus that last part. Like, if I if I was any one of those high schoolers, I'd be like, "Okay, cool. Well, high school is gonna suck for you if you don't yeah. want to make friends." Like, <laughs> what a tool. Although I really did want Deku the entire time, just to like start running over and fanboying over his like new gear deku doesn't do that as much anymore I've well that's to notice the, well that's when he like, when he first showed up that's when he whipped out the notebook i know he did but i wanted deku to like do what he used to where he just like starts would start mumbling and talking and like everyone was like oh, yeah, over yeah. and see him i want him to, like because he knows this kid and he likes this kid he, i want him to like run over and start being like amazing new outfit how are you doing blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay, just classic nerd, classic nerd deku like he's he's becoming a cool like a a cool dude nerd where he's like super smart but he's also you know cool and collected but i really want him to be like you know the nerdy self that he was and that little that little not super powered quirk that he had was like really nice and i like that 
but yeah, no, and, like, uh, that, whatever. I like also seeing bros. So I really, just, I can't really argue that. I can play, can't complain that much. This arc's going to be a yeah. long arc. This yeah, gonna it's going to be a long arc. They introduced, oh, this is where I want to talk about the information overload fast that I mentioned. I almost forgot to do it actually. So <laughs> uh, I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I have some information overload. This show, I always thought used to be really good about introducing characters and their quirks because they would introduce them while they were on screen using their quirks. And then they just, you know, do blurbs afterwards. But they've been like this season, especially we've got a whole first episode for it. And now they're like, they're doing a really big, like a really hard job to like introduce everyone individually. And we want to make sure you know their names before any of this starts. And then when class one B shows up, they like give us a quick rundown of all the names of the characters and their costumes. And they like, they like hit them side by side. So they're doing two at once. It's like, I don't remember any of these. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, until you like till they actually do anything i'm not gonna remember any of this so i don't know why you're giving me the scene i'm <laughs> like it just didn't make sense and i don't and like these are they're all like japanese names which i'm already i've already said i'm terrible at pronouncing and even worse at remembering so i definitely don't remember any of the stuff they put up there so i thought just i thought it'd just be better if they introduce them like right in the first fight scene they each show up in and they do present mike doing his thing yeah, that would have been cooler. Even if they were an American English names. No, that too, yeah. I still would have been like, I don't remember any of these ones because there was like 20 of them and it happened real fast. Don't, I don't care about half of them. So I was like, yeah, this just wasted five minutes of screen time. It really did. It really did. They were, uh, yeah, they like they do. It's an amazing show, but they do know how to steal screen time like from the viewer. But then we get into like, when we get into the first fight and it's with our good buddy Shinzo is on his on, on one of his rotating teams he's supposed to be on. I do think he insulted Kaminari at one point, but then like everyone else went to ex- like to explain why Kaminari was stupid. So it was like eh, I didn't okay. like him insulting him. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I, 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 I agree. Dick. I was like, you're was a sidekick, like, bro. Relax. You are. You're trying to get into this program. He's already there. Yeah, I didn't I didn't love that part just because like he was just trying to be nice. And then this guy was being mean to him. It's like, anyone could have figured that out. And then they like tried, then they tried to, they tried to explain it. Like the other team has the same strategy. It's like, you couldn't have said that nicely. Like, you know, you couldn't just like try to be a team there for five seconds, but whatever. Before and, we but, get into the fights though, I yeah, just want to talk ahead. about that. When all my in midnight come like walking up and midnights, she says to all my, do you think this would be like a chat, like a good, competition or whatever and he's like well class 1a like has more experience fighting villains and horrible situations but class 1b has been training longer at the school so i think it'd be close i'm like bullshit I'm <laughs> yeah like, bullshit. i don't <laughs> care if like they're trained at the school they're fighting like actual villains out here doing yeah. like big things like what do you mean these guys like are the- 10 million times more experienced yes Class 1A has way more on-the-job practical experience, which is what their curriculum is supposed to be teaching them. Like, the kids in 1B are training to, or, like, they're studying to get experience at one point, but they're not getting it yet. And then Class 1A is there just beating up villains left and right at some points. I, uh, I really would just, like, eh, I don't know if I believe that that much. Yeah, <laughs> they're really, it's, it's them just trying to say, like, oh, this is definitely going to be an even fight. It's like, I didn't think it was going to be, and now I definitely don't think it was going to be. So now I know there's some plot armor in there, but mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. I it's fine. It's we get to see more quirks fighting other quirks. I can live with that. <laughs> oh yeah, I just was like, come on, that's <laughs> also reasoning uh, yeah. why it's going to be close makes no sense. 
Also, too, when uh, Midnight and All Might were walking up the stairs, and one of the one of the characters yells, "Midnight, are you dating All Might now?" It's like she goes, "Nah, I'm not an old man." I just like oh, credit to All Might for not getting offended there for some reason. Like, rudely, <laughs> but like could have done it nicer, but it's fine. I was also but, like, "How old are you guys?" But once again, oh, it's an anime, so she yeah, could probably no, be yeah. like a freshman in college. The way she yes. looks, who knows? And yeah, exactly. Yeah, any one of those characters could either be four years old or a hundred years old or anywhere in between. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, you have no idea, fun. except for you know when you try to sexualize them and call them freshmen. Anyways, <laughs> jumping into the actual fight that happens later on at the end of the episode, we see our class one B Sasquatch character Shishida. Just come barging in with uh with one of his partners, and they have some cool quirks, and they can do like air imprisonments, and they figured out, and they you know they're targeting Kaminari essentially that he can't use his quirk that close to his friends. Like it's true and it's untrue because he does have like we went through we went through that whole set of scenes where he where Kaminari is able to like launch his gear now and is able to you know shoot and not hurt anyone. It's the whole reason he like had gear created. So. I don't know. I feel like that just started trying to waste a little more screen time thinking that like, oh, they got they got him, they got him, they got him. And then this is where Shinzo really did one of the coolest things I think I have uh, ever seen him do <laughs> was when he used his gear to mimic the voice of Mr. Sasquatch's partner there and got Mr. Sasquatch to respond to him and thus triggering his his uh his quirk, which lets him control people if they respond to him. I thought that was the smartest thing. Well, not the smartest thing. I'll say it's one of the smartest gears I've ever seen in the show because that's just, that's over specific and it's very effective. Like very effective. Very I can see that having so many applications. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I thought they definitely used the whole, like you can't do it near your friends thing. Just so, you so know, they could do that. Yeah. Shinzo I definitely do something. Yeah. I definitely think uh, that's one of those quirks where it's, you know, it's like a racer heads. It's very good against small, uh, like one-on-one opponents or one-on-two opponents. Well, a racer head, of course, uses it to fight entire scores of villains, but, you know, for a lower-level person, it's very good for something like that. And that's what I think they're going to train him to be, like like a ninja. Because you see that he already has Aizawa's bandages on, and it kind of looks like Aizawa was like, teaching him how to use them, which I thought was awesome. That was super cool. Loved it. And if they turn him into, like, the, the if they turn him to the Aizawa of this generation of heroes, I'm going to be very happy with it. Yeah, it would make a lot more sense if he like snuck into a place <laughs> and changed his voice real quick, so someone like responded. It, it would. I did like seeing the him being his mentor. I think that's really cool. I think that's a good yeah. idea. It, you know, that was like kind of the end episode, and you know, next episode is just gonna be more of that going on. Which I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm okay. With I'm it, not yeah. complaining <laughs> about it at all. Like I said, I, I love think fights. This, uh... I think it's gonna be a long arc because they're gonna do a lot of different fights and mm-hmm. whatnot. But I'm not complaining about that. It's better than some stupid rubber band criminal showing up and flexing oh, air. Yeah. Stupid, stupid nonsense, yes. But My whatever. hero, good as always. But let's move on to the next anime we're going to be reviewing. Drawn the Princess of Blood and Snow. I, this is episode three. First two episodes, I thought were okay. This episode, I thought was crazy good. David started out. Yeah, this, back, this, uh, this episode was heavy backstory, I think. Or at least... They didn't have a heavy backstory. It was heavy explanation. We finally we get to see why the villain, this Jor- this Joran guy, is the villain. Like he was the one that perpetrated the murders against and actually murdered 
our main character Sawayuki Mura's family, and it's like it's her goal in life now to kill him. I liked that. I liked how we had the whole slideshow of him doing bad stuff. I think that was a very good way to inform the audience because you're like still. I know we're only in episode three of the show, and we're just like I think they're. I think this is their. They have very good ways of explaining to us like what the story is and what's going on. So I liked that a lot. I think that was very cool. This episode it was very good to me, but then we like it picked up. We like it started weird. I think because we ended with ooh blonde lady might be a villain because she killed the treasurer and she was just facing off against Sawa Yukimura, and then it just turns out that the treasurer's death was ordered and they were going to kill her the entire time. It's like I sort of understand why they didn't tell uh, Yukimura, but at the same time I don't understand because yeah they're part of a team to kill people that are on this list. Like they're going to do it regardless. So. <laughs> Yeah. What was the point? What was the point of making that scene? Like it looked like she's gonna be like blonde girl's gonna be a villain. Uh, sorry, let me actually use her name. Um, Elena Hanakazi is gonna be a villain when she's not. <laughs> it was just weird yeah. to me. I thought. I thought that was kind of weird. I think what they were doing with the first two episodes. I don't know. The first episodes were just so fast, and a lot of shit was happening, and they were kind of running through stuff. I felt really quick, and they went to toss in some fights, so you can see the art style. And what I liked about this episode was how much slower it was. And I think that was like almost maybe in the manga that was a longer arc and all this kind of stuff. And in the anime, this kind of sped it up real quick. It does make no sense why you wouldn't just tell Sawa. Like, why wouldn't you just tell her she's part of your organization too? She has no idea this woman even remembers like the exact information. She just finds out (laughs) halfway through the mission. So who cares? Yeah. Like if she was targeted to die, she just killed her, but whatever. Yeah. I, I but it's, uh, that, that was like, that was, that was the only part I, problem I had with the, the episode, I think. So well, outside of that, oh, 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 what was your other problem? Well, when the whole, the whole thing with Sugishiro there, where, oh, oh yeah, we get back. Yeah. Uh, yeah he comes okay. back, or she comes back. Yeah. And then he's like, threatens, threatens him by cutting that off. And you realize it's a girl. I'm like, what a plot twist. Yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah i agree with that yeah when makoto suki shiro 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 man suki shiro once again i'm very bad with names and these are japanese names which are even harder for me to pronounce so i'm sorry yeah that was a weird scene that we really didn't need or he would just like remember your place and then just like and then just does that weird cutting cool He's a girl the entire time. I I didn't. I, this wasn't a big reveal, and this wasn't no. that. I didn't feel that important. It's like okay, instead of two girls and a guy to this guy, squad, we have three girls. Like, cool. I I don't feel like there. You have not explained this gender matters to me yet, or why this should matter at all. So, <laughs> okay, but yeah. So I agree. Okay, weird. I agree with that. That's my that was my second complaint about this episode. Yeah. Then, but, but that okay, was outside of that. <laughs> that was really my only like. Yeah, it's not even much of a complaint. It was just I thought the episode was really good all around. And I just thought I was I literally when it happened, I was like, this seems useless, but okay. Yeah, it did feel very useless, but whatever. But before that happens, I liked the whole uh the scene with the cleaner. I thought that was kind of I thought that was very fun and interesting to see. Very uh nice little misdirection going on. Uh but they go to kill that cleaner who is part of the organization, and they're saying he is now, oh, you're working for Joran or Joran or the heck that guy's name is. He sets off a he, very coolly. He sets off a bomb that was that he had like planted. Which forethought on you, guy. I guess that makes sense. You work you work for an, uh, an organization that kills people for a living. I would set up some booby traps 
hides himself in the coffin while the other two girls run the other direction down that tunnel. I was like, huh. I did like when Makoto stands up and just opens up the uh, the coffin. It was like, this is great. I actually really like that scene a lot. I just thought I it was smart. I thought it was smart. I like smart things, I should say. I like that a lot, too. I, I did find it interesting that she shoots him. Yeah. And... Or they shoot each other, or whatever. We don't know what happened. I don't, exactly. know, I don't, know, but, really, I don't really think that she shot him. I think he's faking his death. I think that oh, was the whole point too. of that conversation. That's, okay, that's okay. the thing. Is like I think it is definitely faking his death, or something's going on. Because when uh, Sukihiro Shiro is talking to Kuzuhara, the you know the leader of the entire group or whatever, he's like, "You killed the the cleaner," and she's like, "No, he like killed himself." And I'm like, "Well, that doesn't explain the bullet wound on your face." No, now. it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't make any sense. <laughs> like, then what's going on there? Like, yeah, um, that made zero. The sense. Double agent, double agent, so. double. Yeah, double. Yeah, yeah. But I did like that she, scene a lot. I thought it was once again. I just thought that like the first few fight intense scenes were like kind of fast. This one was like kind of slower. They looked more like a group. I thought it went really well. I really like Elena and Sawas. Like, like those two characters together. I think they make great characters together. Yeah, I I do enjoy the little dynamic of how she. <laughs> How Sawa ignores everything this girl says, and this girl just keeps trying to get a rise. Elena just keeps trying to get, or Elena tries to keep getting a rise out of her. I do like the dynamic a lot. I think it's funny, and it just it's a it's a level of comedy to the show. I think that in a show that's very not funny and is very dark, I think it's like a layer of comedy that they're just trying to sneak in, and I I enjoy that. I think it's fun. Big foreshadowing vibes though when they start talking about what color coffins they want. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, oh, Elena, I want a red coffin. Well, you're going to die. You're yeah. definitely going to die. You're going to red uh, coffin. Yep. yep, enjoy. Yep, I can't wait to see that happen. Great, awesome. Uh, you just signed your own death warrant. Don't talk about death in pop culture. You'll end up dying. <laughs> the most important part of the entire episode, though, was the whole sequence with Sawa and her fake sister. Oh, sister, yes. Asahi, yeah, her fake sister Asahi there. Because... I Asahi's a great character. I don't know. I, just, oh, love her. I, I, love her. I support that girl to the full event. I'm like, I'm like, this poor girl, she's so nice. Mm-hmm. And the whole scene where she gets, like, you know, she's like leaving, she's like crying, and Sama's like, if you're if you're here when I get back, I'm gonna kill you. And she sees the dog and she goes to pet it, and the the creepy old lady, which we find out is the main villain, mm-hmm. is like, You have really nice hands, starts rubbing weird. I was like, I don't like that. What's this? No, 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 I'm not a fan of that already. That's that's not good. That's bad. Uh-uh. And when Sawa came back to the house and she saw that she oh. wasn't there, dude, terrible. dude, I thought that kid was dead. Mm-hmm. I thought Asahi was dead as a doorknob. Then when I, when I first saw the blood on the ground, I was like, This kid's dead. Oh, great. The old lady was a monster. This kid's dead. Great. As I was, I was, I was, there wasn't a doubt in my mind. It's like, oh, great. Now I got to see a dead kid scene. Great. I got to see a scene in the last episode where this kid was almost molested. And now I get to see this kid dead. Awesome. awesome. Great going, you dark ass show. It but is a very dark show. Kid is not dead. Kid is not dead. Kid is not dead. No, no. Which ah, it sucks that Dramon or whatever has the kid because I'm like, God damn it. I want to. Now I really want you dead. Like I wanted yes. you dead before, but now you're like a weirdo, and you're yes. Now kids. you're like weird. I know Dude, you're when taking. He, I, when he peeled the skin suit off, that was like yeah. holy. That was, uh, yeah. that was that was. I liked it. I thought it was cool, but I was like, oh god, this is gonna get really weird really fast. I'm sure. Yeah, it, 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 you can definitely tell the show is gonna get weird. Oh, but yeah. the first two episodes, not gonna lie, I watched them. I was on my phone a little bit sometimes. 
Okay. I know we should pay attention very seriously. We're doing it on a podcast, but there are parts of it where I was like, nah, I don't need to watch this part. Like it's slowing down. <laughs> I, I always watch it so I can read it, but like everything like that. But this episode, I was engaged the entire time. I thought it was really interesting. I think they just like how they explain the drum there, the main villain, his backstory of like what he was and how he actually used mm-hmm. to work for the, like who they work for and everything like that. I thought that it's so interesting. And I think it's, I think it's going to definitely, if we got a preview, I could be like, well, next oh, episode looks I crazy. Wait. Yes. But we don't get previews in this no. show. But we do. We do get the end credits playing over the actual video, which, which is always great. And never, ever complain about that, ever. Ever. Ray Zero status where. Oh, they don't so exist. nice. So nice. Oh, my yeah. God. But I think it's going to be a very good show. I'm actually really excited about it now. Honestly, the first two episodes, I didn't think were bad. I just didn't know how the show was going to be. But this episode really, like, um, I'm I'm pulled in now. Yeah. I'm pulled in. Yeah. All right. Good. Nice. Even even the scene where Suki Shiro there has like a box with a key in it. I was just like, that box is way too big for the key. What is this key? Like I don't know why. <laughs> I was interested. I was like, that box is way too big. Even their conversation, their, her conversation with Sawa there about how this life sucks and all. I was like, wow, this actually this is interesting. This is interesting mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, so I agree. I, mean, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be very very interesting. I'm pumped nice. to go see how it goes. Yeah. Thank you, Normal Nerd Nation, for listening and maybe even watching another podcast episode. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, and Instagram. Davis is always posting hilarious memes on there. Also, like and subscribe while you're at it. And leave a rating if you have some time. It helps people find the show.